Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Spilling Labrador Tea Under Cedar Trees with Kate and Teacher Mads and sometimes Jessica. Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is, that the, is that the change now? Is that, is that it's like, and sometimes why? Like, and sometimes why? <laughs> It's either the cat available. or it's Jessica. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> We're never alone. No. No. Today on the couch, um, we're doing my homework. Yeah. So, <laughs> there is a topic this week. Uh, well, this episode, I guess. I don't know why I said this week. <laughs> um, yeah, we're doing Caitlin's homework for her, um, which we're I've been told means I'm consenting. Um <laughs> To have our thing, like my speech published. That goes for you too, Jessica. It's implied. I don't consent. say anything. <laughs> Nothing's not being. Remember, I went to that map workshop and you sat down and I said, by sitting down, you're consenting. <laughs> well, it was as soon as I put like a name tag in my name and my pronouns on it, and it was like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. <laughs> You've consented for this, and then they start smacking you. You're like, no, I didn't. I was like, got a nice candle out of it, though. But as we're doing my homework, this is not unfamiliar territory for madeline is it not oh doing the homework part yeah um did you know that i also (laughs) substitute as a tutor for free um so if you ever need me to do your homework for you hit me up college was just a different different time for me and look look how far you've come yeah we all thought I was going to be the one getting bachelor's, master's. <laughs> what, yeah, I was banking on you doing that, so I wouldn't have to, ever. Well, now I'm going to, but just after you're done. <laughs> Different homework. Different homework. <laughs> Jessica, and sometimes why? Welcome to some participatory audio <laughs> research. Um, yes, this is for my Indigenous Geographies class. Um and the conversations we're going to have like this afternoon are really things that we already talk about as a house, just with the mics off. So now the mic's on. Should we just like turn into a reality TV show and just just have a hot mic? We've talked about this already. <laughs> yeah, and I think we should just hot mic. Just a hot mic. Mm-hmm. Just Alexa's always recording. We don't yeah. have Alexa. <laughs> no, we'll we'll get Alexa. Like, I'll get one. Sounds kind of sus. <laughs> And yet some of our conversations cannot leave this house. It's true, it's true. Maybe we'll just get like a corner and put set up a camera so you can have like a little confessional. (gasps) Oh, we're supposed to do that. We gotta do that in Miami. Yes, we do have to do that in Miami. Oh my god. I'm gonna die. (laughs) It's gonna be really good. It's gonna be too good. But yes, I do think we should have a confessional. It could be the upstairs. Boom. The upstairs. The thing that I always call the upstairs, but it's actually a storage. Oh! I was like, um, we're one floor. <laughs> like, why, we why going on the roof? <laughs> why am I going on the roof? The upstairs. The upstairs. Yeah. The storage unit yeah. that we, is a mess. Then we're going to organize. And Just climb in there with the clutter and be like, <laughs> day one. The shit that happens in this house. <laughs> I'm telling you. These cats are running wild. <laughs> And nobody puts their clothes away. Like, just <laughs> strangers stop in front of the windows. <laughs> we hear noises in the backyard that aren't always the raccoons. Yeah. So. That's just a regular day in our lives. Yeah. How's your day going? That's how we reconnect to land. So, yeah. <laughs> Full circle back to your course. Thank you. Know. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, like, <laughs> I outlined, like, three and a half questions for us to, like, 
dive into and talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's go question by question because I feel like that makes the most sense and they kind of lead into each other except for like the last one kind of is for my own sake of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So the first one is as an indigenous woman, what does land connection mean to you and what does it look like? I can start. Go for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're dokie. a leader. Ah, that's kind. I'm going to just ignore the sarcasm. And uh, for myself, um, land connection is, like, really more spiritual than physical, I find. Um, like, of course, like, I enjoy going out for walks and, like, learning about different things upon the Kwangan territory and, like, mm-hmm. what goes on here and then, like, what goes on, like, up north and just, like, different places we get to visit, yeah. right? Um, <clears throat> however, for myself, like being able to see and hear different things in relationship to land, like, that's my connection. Um, and, like, also I'm allergic to everything outside. So, and the spiritual component is very strong. Just real connected. Just real connected <laughs> by the body's pollen. rejecting it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we slide in that we're trying to get sponsored by... <laughs> Claritin. Yeah. Um... <laughs> um and I think that, like, I maybe, like, when we ask these types of questions or when I ask these types of questions or when we get asked, like, it's automatically going to, like, your physical connection mm-hmm. and not, like, your your emotional connection or, you know, uh, your mental connection or your spiritual connection. It's always, like, when someone asks me that, I'm like, I don't go for runs, but recognizing that that's the only, not the only way you can connect. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. These are your territories. You go first. Oh, okay. What's up? Hey, hi. How's it going? That's quite chill. Uh, yeah, I guess, like, right off the bat, when I'm thinking about, like, what is it? If you like to have connection, it's storytelling. It's having that sense of belonging to the land. Mm. And more importantly, it's, like, family connections is, like, the number one thing that I thought of. Mm. There's, like, storytelling that comes along with it, and a lot of it is passed on through just storytelling being able to have like traditions um knowledge of plants being able to be like a good steward to the land because we don't have ownership over it it's Mm -hmm. it's always being passed on to the next generation and it's not guaranteed for them because they're passing it on to the next generation so we don't hold that kind of in like better term like entitlement to it Mm -hmm. that we're just there to look after it and it helps provide for us so that's kind of how I see it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, like, like over the last little while, I've had more of an understanding and, like, journey, I guess, and, like, what my connection to land is. Um, I know we're going to get into some of the displacement stuff a little bit later in question, um, but, like, putting that completely aside, just knowing and just, like, having that vibe that, like, seeing like the trees or the coastline especially coming back from like the mainland there's just like that weird sense of being like like recognizing like familiar um paths and and roots and and whatnot it just feels like like home Mm. and there's just like a weird sense of comfort and like um understanding that like this like I'm taken care of in this space Mm. um and that like there's like a give and a take right and I think that's an interesting connection as 
women is just knowing that like like we're we're providers of life just like the land is um and just having that innate understanding of being like no like we, we need to take t- like women need to take care of each other so this is why we also need to take care of the land just because it gives us all and we we also need to reciprocate that by making sure that um we take care of the spaces that we are surrounded by and and also like give back in nurturing ways as well of like following traditions um when it comes to like Jessica's spoken about like the clams and stuff where you're supposed to throw it back into the ocean to like revitalize that space um and yeah just giving back everything that we are given in some reciprocal form is like some is like a form of connection that I've just started on of being like you know composting is like a simple way of, mm-hmm. of also stating like my connection as well of being like I want to do something that is going to nurture the earth just as much as the mm-hmm. earth, earth nurtures me mm-hmm. um so just stuff like that and just also like that weird sense that I always have whenever I'm by the ocean being like I just want to be in it mm-hmm. even though when I'm in it I'm like I want to be out of it like just <laughs> Um, but also like that weird sense of like calm that comes over you, like once your body is adjusted to the temperature of being like, no, like I want to, I just want to, I just want to be a part of it. Mm. Um, which <laughs> could be like some weird mental illness. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I turn slow, I just want to be part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, yeah, just being pulled and drawn towards like, of like just randomly being like, no, like I'm, I should greet the trees whenever I'm in that in the setting of Mm. the trees and I should always speak to the ocean like it's a living thing because it is a living thing um so just that connection in that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's really interesting it makes me think of like like yeah like what we do around the house to make sure that we like nurture things Mm -hmm. like as well as each other and like just how you know, we boil our eggs for our hard-boiled eggs and, like, how we dump our shells, like, in the gardens mm-hmm. and how our little friends popped up and then Jessica and I just went and sat and, like, talked to the flowers mm-hmm. being like, look you! <laughs> you did it! Yeah. We're so proud of you! And I was like, hell yeah, egg water. <laughs> hmm hmm You know? Yeah, definitely. And definitely, too, of, like, recognizing, like, the earth is, is always creating and, um like bringing life and like that's what we do too like we we create beings mm-hmm. just like the earth does and like even like even if we don't produce mm-hmm. life ourselves we're always providing in some way to keep life going mm-hmm. i mean every human being does in some form or fashion but women take it on in, in a i think a much deeper level mm. um just because we've we've have that connection of trying to be the nurturers of of things Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's also my, um, <laughs> INFJ is nurturers. <laughs> my my <Myers-Briggs. laughs> oh It's just a part of me. Like, <laughs> I can never remember mine for the life of me. Oh, mine's INFP. So it's just like, I'm up in the clouds. I'm just out here doing respirated things. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> like, actually. I'm an artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. 
Do you not remember the title of yours? You are the entertainer. I am the entertainer. Oh, that's right. Well, it's an, you're an extrovert. I just don't remember anything. <laughs> I don't know other. anything else after that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll look it up later. That's it. That's my own personality. There's nothing more. Um, uh, we had some folks visiting from a project that I'm working on for my master's, and I was talking with one of the youth. Um, and she was talking about this, like, TikTok that she saw. Mm-hmm. And I, as an older millennial, I do not have the TikTok. I am the last one standing in this house like, that does like, not Jessica have TikTok. Jessica is literally the oldest millennial in this house, and she was the one that was like, why aren't you guys on my level? Well, I know. I just understand that Jessica's cooler than me in many different ways. And... I still send it to them, but, like, this girl, she's still using reels. Like... <laughs> Make it make sense. Just try to shame me into using TikTok. I have succumbed. You must join the side now. On this side of the couch. Oh, brutal. Um, and yeah, she was saying that she saw this TikTok. And it's just like somebody like filming the trees sway back and forth in the wind. And like the caption was like, can you believe like this is what our natural rhythm is supposed to be? Like mm-hmm. this is the pace that we're supposed to be moving at. And I was just like, yeah, I do believe that because the way we live now is unsustainable and fast. And we were talking, I was talking, I was sharing about another friend of mine who does really, really special and important work around like embodiment and then being like, she's being very intentional of like, you sit and you chew your food, like actually chew it, taste it, experience it, swallow it. She's like, for your body to actually properly absorb everything mm-hmm. um and also for you to have that appreciation for like all the gratitude of folks that yep. brought you your food mm-hmm. like cooked you your food how your food got to you um <clears throat> and i thought that was really interesting yeah i don't think i'm doing that me standing in the kitchen first thing in the morning huffing <laughs> <and> down toast <laughs> I, I like all to those talk. cats running around <laughs> yeah fighting with the cats um, <laughs> I do the same eating tacos over the sink. That's definitely true, though, that we're, I mean, it's like, compared to, like, bigger cities, I know Mm -hmm. that Victoria is a much slower, so we do have a, I feel like we have on the island a much stronger connection to land in the sense that, like, we have easier access Mm -hmm. to the spaces, Mm -hmm. Um, but then again, it's like what, like, acknowledging that, like, even buildings can be considered land in some form or fashion because not everybody has access to those spaces. So mm-hmm. can't diminish what their connection is with that. Even if it's just like a small patio garden or like a plant that they have within their house, like that's still a f- obviously a form of nature and land. Like there's earth in that pot. Um, but yeah, the, we have like in the cities, we have lost that sense of like the natural pace that we should be doing everything at mm-hmm. um so for sure that's definitely something i should probably think about more is slowing slowing down um and just like appreciating taking that time to take time out of your day to appreciate the things that you have and been given that have come from the land yeah i i can hear that it's like having a lot of pavement around you and cement and bricks can really desensitize that sense of connection to land and there's like downtown the first example would be the miscellaneous little trees that they have Mm. and like but I think it's kind of cute though they've got community like garden plots 
and they're just like, oh, this is this, and they kind of teach you a little bit about the planets that are written on it on the mm-hmm. little cards, and that's kind of bringing more life into like the cement, other than artwork of people doing chalk and being able to use forms and share like some brightness into it, because otherwise it's just very gray, mm-hmm. and it's not colors that we would normally be seeing. Yeah. Definitely. Kind of leads into the second question. Look at Jessica go. Uh, Segway. <laughs> Look at that. Transitions. Transitions. Here we go. Uh, how does being an urban indigenous person impact your connection? Should I just keep going? If you have more thoughts, for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah, totally. Um, no, you wait your turn. I'm like, <laughs> I'd like to speak. <laughs> Go for it. No one here can see my hand raise. <laughs> I'd be like, do I need a bell? <laughs> Just a buzzer. It's Whoever Jeopardy. Hits it fast <laughs> <Yeah>. What is? <laughs> You'd be like, sounds like hand gestures. Uh, yeah. So right off the bat, it just reminds me of the fact that I, like, I'm from Songhees in the Kwangan territory, and that it is considered, like, a slower, um, settler, like, it, like, later on in contact, like, over on the East Coast, there was a lot, like, contact happened a lot faster, and, like, earlier, versus over here, and it's a little different, and, yeah, there's a whole thing that goes over that, glossing over, mm. and <laughs> because of that, even up until, like, 19, I think it was 1910, that the, um, the reserve that used to be down by the Empress was actually moved over to where it is currently now. And that's how that, the quick migration, if you will, uh, moved on to over there. And that, that area in the Empress, uh, used to be like, uh, where canoes and everybody used to go and meet. And it was protocol corner for a reason and being able to have that sense. And then it was filled up and now the Empress is on top which I think is kind of funny that it is kind of sinking every time a little bit. And I, that does make me feel it's a healing. Like, the land yeah. is reclaiming. Honestly, it's just, no. Like, <laughs> nice. So I was like, if it's not the invasive ivy climbing up all over it, it may as well just sink. But, yeah. And having that be like a placeholder for it and just kind of reflecting on it and really understanding that because we are less of like the high traffic volume that say Vancouver has Mm -hmm. like we've got a lot of like the nature like the natural um cycles still so like we've got um not even 10-15 minutes away there's Swan Lake there's the sanctuary uh, over there and being able to just completely remove yourself and it's in relatively downtown Victoria Mm -hmm. you're not even 45 minutes out from downtown and you're able to just sit and walk it. You're able to hear nature. You're able to see uh, different native plants. And you're able to communicate with them and have that sense of belonging and being able to remove yourself from your hustle and bustle kind of a thing. Mm. And I think that's a really, like, really appreciative. And that's kind of where I've been for the past couple of days is, like, <laughs> reflecting on what it is to have, like, the privilege of being able to, like, grow up, live on my own territory, being able to have the teachings from my grandmother and my grandfather and having my mom close by, having my siblings and different walks of life kind of work together and being able to share that and being able to convey it. Cause a lot of folks like don't have that uh, privilege to be able to have that. So with 
the way Lekongan territory is, is that there's uh, some pockets that haven't been touched. And those are areas where we're doing a lot of research to be able to gather more information that was otherwise lost because of the issues with language and um, people being displaced as well. So mm -hmm. I just think it's a really interesting area talking about urbanization and mm -hmm. what does it mean to be an indigenous being, let alone an indigenous woman, <laughs> mm -hmm. in this kind of a space. So mm -hmm. I'm always down to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting too, like, been around the block, right? I've seen different places, I've done different things and seen different communities. And what I think is really interesting every time, like, coming back home, like, coming back here is, like, it's so different in the sense of, like, how Songhees is, like, an urban reserve. Like, it's mm -hmm. in a really populated area in comparison to, like, when I lived in Sudbury, right? And mm -hmm. Atikamishing was 45 an hour away or so. Or same when I lived in Mi'kma'ki, like, the nearest reserve was over an hour away from the city, mm -hmm. right? Obviously, we know that it was because of colonization and um, they were like, you live over there. Yeah, you live in the less desirable <laughs> lands and all that kind of stuff. And so I think it's it, I think it's really fascinating seeing the comparison and then being like, how did that happen? Like, mm -hmm. <clears throat> obviously, like, we can talk about that some other time. Um, and I'll bring up the maps. but <laughs> It's a map. <laughs> <laughs> but just seeing how that can be a barrier, though, because, like your your reserve is in an urban setting that that does have that break in connection to a degree right but like it's it's i think it's just really really interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it being urbanized having folks be all like so close together mm -hmm. there's also like housing crises too mm -hmm. for families who are don't want to like move off of the reserve because you lose a lot of benefits and um, support mm -hmm. is the number one thing you miss. Like, you don't have your family around you. Mm -hmm. um, all that kind of a thing. So, that part's really interesting, too. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's an interesting concept, for sure. Especially because, like, of where we live. Um, because, like, yes, there isn't, like, immediate access to, like, the forest when we walk outside. But, I mean, it doesn't take that long to get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it's, like, interesting. But another big thing is, like, there aren't the spaces, I mean, Sweat Lodge is not traditional to these territories, but a lot of communities have taken that as a part of their ceremony now, is doing Sweat Lodge. And so, when you think about it, there isn't anywhere in town that you can do a Sweat Lodge. You do have to go to say out, mm -hmm. or, um start lip and all of that to be able to find someone and or that space to be able to take part in that so there is that specific aspect um and then also like fishing and things like that tend to not happen around down here as much mm -hmm. you do have to go up island into the more remote communities to be able to take part in in those activities and then other than like cedar you can't really walk outside and find medicine for the most part 
you kind of have to travel a bit of a ways to be able to be able to <laughs> stuttering <laughs> to have access to those as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so like doing like the 30 minute drive out to Goldstream mm-hmm. kind of area um, and just like being on Malahat territory to be mm-hmm. able to access a lot of that things. So the, like I know that Esquimalt and Songhees and even some parts of Wasanic are all like they're missing out on on the opportunity to just have easy access to um medicines and ceremonial spaces like i mean you do have it's a big house right <laughs> i get confused every now and then. um you do have a big house in town in in on the reserve um and then you do have access to certain spaces that you know haven't necessarily been completely touched um by the colonizer hand um but <laughs> it's still still not like obviously what it has been and um and potentially what it could be mm-hmm. uh but yeah compared to if you just go a little further up north like they have a, a lot different um landscape and accessibility than obviously those of us that live in the city mm-hmm. uh but yeah it's interesting there's it, you kind of learn how to adapt to try to make things work for you and then you also kind of you might lose parts of ceremony that you would normally take part in, but then you lay into more of other things. So, like, smudging, um, you would, like, people tend to gift more smudge um, and, and sweet grass. Um, so smudging is definitely a more accessible thing for people to do in order to do their prayer. Um, and then we, we go and we do bathing in the ocean, um, but not, that's, again, not necessarily something that is traditional to certain parts um, as well. So technically people end up adopting other people's, uh, ceremonial ways and ways of like doing prayer in order to adapt to the space that they're in, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily a bad thing, but definitely does take away, um, from the connection to your culture, like completely, because then you're like, technically that's not mine, but this is something that is done here. Yeah. So I'm respectful. Yeah. And I walk gently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just like trying to fit in with the spaces that you're living in, but also trying to find like modern, I guess, modernized ways of being able to do things that, you know, feed and nurture your spirit. Mm-hmm. 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 Would that be, like, an example where you can't really burn your own medicine, say, like, in a certain area and being able to just have, like, cedar water to be able to spray and just, like, making adjustments like that? Is that what I'm understanding, too? Yeah, that may or may not be a conversation at work right now, but... Oh. Yeah, there's a huge thing about that right now, um, of not being able to smudge because, like, for some people, um, smoke is, obviously, it's a health issue for some people, And, like, some people are allergic, so we've had to, obviously, tailor to try to be as accommodating to everyone as possible, but that means it takes away from what you would do to be able to... So it's, like, a it's a weird give and a take, and sometimes it's it's a forced thing. Like, not everybody agrees with it, but then someone higher above goes, nope, like, this is what we're doing. Um, So, yeah, so it's, yeah, trying to, like, yeah, cedar... And the water is definitely a big one, um, especially now that, like, most places, inside spaces, are not accessible for um, smoke. And then 
obviously we live somewhere where it's raining all the time. So unless you have a permanent shelter put up somewhere for you to be able to do that in a, in a safe space, um, you're, yeah, you're forced to use like candles and everything else to be able to do that. But then some people that's, again, you're having to like adopt to adapt is yeah. what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna brush you off with cedar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why is it burned? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Hmm. I think too for like being an urban indigenous person, an urban Enoch is uh and like connection is is interesting because also like um having been raised of like that's not always the priority is connection like mm-hmm. um to like land right like obviously connection to family language and yeah. ways of being knowing and doing definitely a priority um but not that recognition that connection to land also fits under all those things and it is just as important mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and that just that happened and like it's nothing it wasn't bad or anything like that but it definitely like came later in life of like recognizing that like I, I am interested in plant medicine right and um I am interested in where to harvest and how to harvest in a good way and what's sustainable what isn't sustainable what it, are things used for and things like that um those things that like usually women are taught right mm-hmm. and um choose that knowledge is carried through um but yeah and also that connection to like hunting and animals because like mm-hmm. that fascinates me like 135 percent and like i say all the time of like if i was full-time up north like i'd be a hunter like that's that's what i do i don't <laughs> don't know if i'd be any good at it um i just feel like i would be very much called to it we'd lose her to the ice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, she's strong somewhere, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, driving boats when I was eight years old. So, like, if I can drive a boat, I can find a seal. <laughs> it's typically not how you found seals, but... <laughs> All right. Adapting. Keep talking. Ad- yeah, thank you. Adapting. <laughs> Urbanization. Yeah. Stick on theme. Damn. Urban Inuk, right? Let her, let her live her life. <laughs> Let's to go catch you a seal. Just trying to provide... <laughs> Gosh. <clears throat> All right, which leads into the third question. Um, what do you feel is the relationship between displacement and sovereignty? I can start to give you folks some time here. I'll stall. All right, you go, Professor. <laughs> All right, yes, Doctor. Sorry, Doctor Adams. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Please don't ever, no one ever, please call me that in my entire life. Please don't do that. Thanks. Okay. Um, every day. Every day. I'm going to do it every day. <laughs> no Anybody need two roommates? Uh. <laughs> We're great. Thank you. <laughs> You've provided great commentary. Right. Um, this question came to me because of conversations I was having over the last week with the folks from Car Crash Tagish for the project that we're doing in Tanzania and, and stuff. Um, and it came to me because I was thinking like, what is the relationship? Like, 
if you are a displaced indigenous person, like what does your sovereignty literally look like? Mm -hmm. Right? Like what does the exercise of your treaty like rights look like? Cause there's our, this place is treated. Right. And so like <laughs> Douglas treaties, Douglas treaties, <laughs> completely different from the number of treaties. I'll get the maps. Um, <laughs> why is she threatening us with maps? She's geography, dude. Is it geography? I think it was. I thought it was geology. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we already talked about this. Back my goodness. Um, and so like, you know, this is something for my own interest of like, does the Douglas treaties only protect the Kwangan or do they were protect like all indigenous people who occupy the Kwangan territory? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, does that protect my rights as well? Yeah. Or does that fall under the constitution under section 35? Like, do I just like be like, Oh, well the constitution said so before citing the treaties, but that's just like my crazy law brain. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> but you know, the, the actual like physical day to day realities, of personal sovereignty and being displaced is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, then it's like, how do you, how do you take up space? That's basically what the question is, right? Like, yeah. How do you take it up? Mm -hmm. I know a question will like, obviously looks different to Jessica. What? <laughs> <laughs> but in the sense though too, of, like when you visit other territories, For sure. the ones that you don't have like relations to. She doesn't travel that far. <laughs> I just stay at family's houses. <laughs> She's like, I don't tr cross this border. <laughs> I'm like, I stay in the car when I go through this territory. <laughs> Keep the car running. <laughs> I'm only going to Walmart and I'm coming back out. <laughs> it's, it's like another layer to that as well as like status and non-status, right? Yeah. And land claims. Yeah. Like obviously those are all different. Uh -huh. um, but like... It is a big question because, like, I th like you've definitely like heard it in conversations amongst groups. Like, we we have been blessed to have friends that are all from, like, we've had friends that are obviously Jessica is from the island. We're friends and <laughs> wow. we're foes. Uh, we're foes um, that run a podcast. We're family now. Um, but like, yeah. like, in the sense of like, we've gotten to see what it looks like for other people. Yes. Uh, but like not, not knowing other than like accessing certain, uh, organizations that right. are open to everybody, but that, that comes to a, a limit, right? Because then there are lots of other things like, I, I'm not sure are you, other than like getting permission, mm -hmm. I don't know if you're allowed to go fishing and, mm -hmm. or doing hunting or anything like that. Like other people under the treaty are able to go and do mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like, am I allowed to do that? Like, I'm non-status. Mm -hmm. I, I don't have proof of lineage. Like, nothing. Mm -hmm. And so does that mean I have no rights at all mm -hmm. uh, in some sense? So, like, yeah, I'm, I have more questions than answers mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. It's the name of the game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so we do as academics. We just ask more questions instead of answering them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean yeah. and we're like, but why what's it mean to you why do you feel that way yeah do you want to talk about it yeah <laughs> no, no <laughs> but yeah that, that is the big question though is if we have any rights under that and i feel like the answer is no i feel like we would have known by now if we did have any mm -hmm. rights under the treaty um 
even though some of us, like, this is the only lands we've ever known. Mm-hmm. These are the cultures we've only ever really known. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, going to school here, they teach you the ways of the Coast Salish people, which obviously makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, if you don't know your own culture, are you even allowed to, like, what are you allowed to claim is your sovereign right yeah at all because like for the longest time i didn't know anything about my own culture mm-hmm. i knew more coast salish story creation stories mm-hmm. and like the ways of being on the land for here which makes sense because i was born and raised here mm-hmm. but like what does that mean in general mm-hmm. does that just mean i get to i get to know this information but not have any part in it mm-hmm and which is hard because like as a displaced person i'm like this is this is all i have other than now as an adult i can move back yeah but even then like i don't know anyone there i don't know the land i was like there might be blood memory but like that's Mm -hmm. the only way you can activate that is by participating which means like later on that might be a thing yeah but even then if i go back there if I don't have proper proof of my own family, I don't think I even really have any, enti- like, rights to anything over there hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, a broad question and across all of Turtle Island being, like, as a non-status person, what what sovereign rights do I have? Mm-hmm. I was like... Yeah, how does the, how does the Indian Act work for me? Kind of thing. But moving beyond the Indian Act, yeah, because the Indian Act is eventually going to be going go away. It's going, yeah, like it literally has to. The, it has to be something different. It'll evolve exactly. So mm-hmm. it's just obviously we know that this is not sustainable. No. Um, but like moving beyond the Indian Act, but like then like looking towards obviously like other international, um instruments like UNDRIP and stuff like that like they outline like what are your inherent rights as an indigenous person Mm -hmm. right um however like is that framed really for folks living within their territories yeah um is something I don't know if it was talked I don't know if it's talked about I wasn't there it started in 2007 I was 12 years old (laughs) (laughs) I was not at the UN then yet um but I think it's like definitely an interesting conversation of what can I what can I do, right? Um, and what is safe for me to do, and what's safe for me to do that's also safe for others that live here. Mm-hmm. That is their territory. Mm-hmm. Like, what's a respectful way yeah. of being able to take part but not take away? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what? Um, What's like the future of our sovereignty like, mm-hmm. as displaced people, I think is interesting. Um, I guess I don't know. I don't know. I don't even have like, I don't even have like a perfect world scenario <laughs> to what that would look like. Uh, Medical coverage, <laughs> dental coverage. <laughs> oh dear Lord. So, I have three fillings left. And just, <laughs> I don't really need to get those done. I'm not Tom trust appointment next Friday. <laughs> Hopefully that is covered. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, like, obviously, like, what does renegotiations look like for, for the territory, if that is going to happen? Like, mm-hmm. do urban and you need to have a say in what are, what could be 
different negotiating methods or wants and needs and things and like that really goes for any community too in the treaty process like do your non-reserve members or your non-status members like have a say in how things are going to go because also at the end of the day too like that's their focus's home like that's your home mm-hmm. at the end of, yeah but you know who am i just trying to get my homework done honestly yeah gonna, yeah. i'm gonna reel everybody back in okay. thoughts feelings emotions my, my feelings Confused, disoriented, <laughs> still trying to understand. Uh, <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. Because uh, right off the bat, I'm um, working on a different project. Um, and it's discussing about wellness and what wellness looks like in a school system. Mm-hmm. And one of them was, to, there was like, it was a really interesting conversation because they were discussing about four different animals. And in one of them, they're not very prevalent here. And they're just like, oh, well... I understand that it's not really prevalent here. Like, they're not down here a lot of the time. And I was like, yeah, it's okay, though. Like, they show up over in, like, Wasanic territory or in that area. And, like, you know, just, like, bears just don't come down here a lot. Sure, they do. But, like, in the stories that I know, not very often. And maybe pre-everything going downhill, they might have been down here. I just don't have that information to tell you yes or no. Mm -hmm. So the um the individual was talking about it and then they kind of expanded on it they're like actually this helps ground it because you're able to see bears across turtle island in different forms Mm -hmm. and being able to have this be a part of it will be almost like affirming Mm -hmm. that oh okay well this i'm in a different territory and being inclusive for any nations or any people to be able to like connect to be like oh we see salmon a lot in this area we see ravens over in that area or we see like wolves over here they all look different just because of climate but a lot of the animals that we see have um, similar teachings Hmm. and being able to have that become a space and be more like understanding it's just being able to have representation for people who are like on the land to don't have like that direct tie because they have ties elsewhere and just feeling validated that they are able to be in the space and being able to take up space and learn the teachings Mm. and -hmm. that's what kind of really came up to me when you were talking about it Mm. and when it comes to treaty that's a whole other story (laughs) 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 i'm i'm still learning treaty uh we've got uh, meetings. Um, we're very grateful for our community's um, input and um, to have the organizers being able to break it down for us, honestly. Like each time they're able to have a presentation, how's it going? They're bringing up different discussions. What does it look like to be a uh, self governing mm-hmm. and independent entity? Um, what does it look like to be taken away from? all of these or like are we giving up the Douglas Treaty rights mm. or are they just mm. being transformed are they just getting relabeled mm-hmm. or what is that going to be covering and that's also another thing of like their band members so like the status like members versus community that's another discussion mm-hmm. and it can be just dropped right down to like even um, like Facebook groups <laughs> there's like there's one for this one and there's one for that one and we're just like okay that's cool. And it was just kind of brought up in that kind of a sense. Hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they're really, really big questions. Right? Well, my favorite is that we just went off the rails everywhere. And we're like, hey, your turn now. Oh, okay. <laughs> your turn to bring it back. <laughs> final, final thoughts on, I guess, the final question, half question. It's resulted out of the one about displacement and sovereignty. I promise I'm not just like double jeopardy you all. Uh, I suck at Jeopardy. I love Jeopardy. Uh, I don't love it. I love it. I suck at it. My mom and I get very competitive when Jeopardy is on. I'm really not surprised about that. That's pretty on brand. We always tell my dad, shh. Oh. She's always like, ding, shh. Wow, Kim. <laughs> All right. Final thoughts on how to be a good visitor. Oh, my. That was an aggressive. I know, I slammed the book closed. Wow, I think you woke up. Closed this chapter. (gasps) Wow. No, Tina went back to sleep. Okay, she's good, she's good. All right. How to be a good visitor. Mm Mm-hmm. I only thought it was... Recycle. (laughs) Reduce, reuse, recycle. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. um, Just even traveling, just acknowledging what land you're on, Mm -hmm. figure Mm -hmm. out whose it is, Mm -hmm. being able to pinpoint the nations being able to see what that kind of looks like. Also, if you're really interested, pull up a map. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of you. The, the big M word. <laughs> <laughs> map. I was like, Métis? <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> and being able to do that, and depending on like how long you're staying, I think is another mm-hmm. um, kind of a thing to acknowledge. Because if you're going to be there for a bit, like, oh, okay. Uh, I'm only going to be here for like, I don't know, like a week, right? The least I can do is like brush up on some history mm-hmm. yep. and learn about where I'm going. I'll be mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, like what was this uh, territory pre-contact? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Who, who are the people who are here? How do I, do I engage? How do I become of service if it's only there for a week? And if you're going to be there for, I don't know, a few years, you're like, oh, I'm going to move over here. Then it's your responsibility to learn more. Yeah. It isn't up to the community that you're like moving into. It's you need to take that on yourself because mm-hmm. no one's going to like spoon feed you information. <laughs> Actually, that's kind of a lie. I just come home and I just like info dump the girls like every time I learn something new and I'm like, I got a new book about mushrooms. They're like, what? I'm like, it's really cool. And then I just info drop a bunch of like significant like things that come along that I've learned throughout the day through like archaeology I'm not going to say geography. Ah, <laughs> that also I'm comes with years of friendship, though. Yeah, right? that's like, true. That's like Madeline and I's like ongoing dedication to like <laughs> build strong relationships <laughs> with the local southern nations. <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying. Whoops. <laughs> My apologies. Oh, I thought we just kind of had a mutual agreement we were just vibing yeah you're like what's up okay well it's my (laughs) my job (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) i'm doing my best but yeah that would be my first thought Mm -hmm. well there's always like if you're going to be depending on what you're doing um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's always good to like learn what protocol is mm-hmm. um and also like just acknowledging and accepting the fact that you're not going like you're not going to be allowed and you're not going to know everything about yep 
every like individual nation just because like there are there is things that is just meant for members it's members only yeah (laughs) (laughs) members only information um and just yeah it's just like that constant understanding and, and acknowledging that like yes you might live in this space but like just recognizing that there were people here before you yeah and that they, they're still here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be gone, Jessica. Like, just... <laughs> um, yeah, just, like, understanding where you are and the challenges that everyone has faced here. Like, and just understanding that, like, even though they're on their own territory, they're mm-hmm. also considered displaced people yep. as well. Um, so just acknowledging that everyone's displaced, <laughs> right? And just, yeah, just being respectful of everybody. And if someone tells you you're not doing something right, to not being like, turn around and be like, well, someone told me this. Just go with it. You yeah, know? it's like, oh, okay, sorry. Exactly. Because, I mean, with colonization, everyone may not have learned everything the same way. And, like, sometimes information is, like, still being recovered mm-hmm. and culture is still being, parts of culture are still being recovered. So not everybody might know everything the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so just being respectful of if an elder, like, tells you that, no, it's this way, and another elder tells you, no, it's this way, just, like, being respectful of, like, acknowledging that both ways are correct in the eyes of certain part, certain families and, and whatnot. Um, but, yeah. I think so, too. And just being like, I'm just going to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sit and watch. I know in Inuit culture, that's a big thing. Like, you just yeah. sit there and you watch what goes on. And mm. you just wait. And you just... And, yeah. That's what we do. I think it was a Haudenosaunee chief or elder. I cannot remember. Said, like, you have two ears and one mouth. So you need to listen to just more than you speak. Right? Mm. Thanks, friends, for doing my homework. <laughs> Last assignment of the term. I would like fifty dollars, please. That's fine. For my time. Yes, I can email I'm you kid- at William for like, participating. I was just gonna <laughs> want to get a tea. <laughs> get some tea. I was going. like, I bought you lunch, so I, I know. Yeah. I, was, I was joking. That's hilarious. I was joking. Um. So. Everybody listening, hope you enjoyed this conversation. If you want to learn more about my homework, you want to you want to do you want to do my homework next? Let us know. Someone else needs to take over. One eight hundred. Call now. <laughs> and DeAndre, I hope I get an A. <laughs> and uh, thanks for listening, and see you later. Maltis. Hi, Eva.